0: Welcome to Conversations
1: About Life. Well, thanks, Jim and Sandy, for being guests on my podcast. And um, I'll introduce you guys, but how are you all doing this morning? Very good.
2: Yeah, it's been a quiet morning.
1: Uh, yeah, um, it's kind of a nice autumn morning here in barnhart um so i met i know jim from a men's um, bible discussion group and i'm just meeting sandy this morning and um, i already heard you just mention that you're an occupational therapist Mm -hmm. that's kind of interesting
2: it's been a good career
1: (laughs) yeah um the bible study or the bible discussion that me and jim is a part of i just thought i'd mention that that we um it's a group of men who meet every week, and we have a dinner together, and then we read a chapter of the Bible, and then we have six discussion questions, and um, and they lead us through a discussion every week, and the discussion questions are: Do you remember them, Jim?
0: Sure. Uh, let's see here. What jumped out at you? What did you like about the Bible reading? What did you dislike? What does it say about God? What does it say about man? And what can we take away from the discussion?
1: Right. So anyway, I just mentioned it because any group of people can do this, you know, and so if you wanted, you know, it's just kind of a neat idea, I think. But um, when I asked Jim if he would be a guest on the podcast, he asked me if it's okay for Sandy to join in too. So I thought uh, that'd be great. And um, and I thought maybe we'd kind of focus in on you know just I, I just wanted to ask you about your marriage relationship because it must be um, special to you for you know Jim to you know want it, it you know you guys to be together in, on this. But first of all, just for like an introduction, you guys want to just kind of introduce yourselves and just say something about yourselves. So guess mean for so listeners can kind of know a little bit about who you are okay i'm jim and um
0: um grew up in uh north st louis county and um uh went to university of missouri st louis became um a, an accountant primarily bank auditing and then later got involved in uh, in uh, bank taxation and um I've been active in uh, churches ever since I was a kid, so it's been kind of neat. And uh, it was just a big part, an important part of uh, of uh, when Sandy and I hooked up. You know that uh, that was important to me and important to her too. So, okay, okay, cool. And Sandy,
2: um, I'm an occupational therapist and. Uh, went to school at the University of Missouri in Columbia, grew up in Chicago, um, outside in the suburbs, Elgin, and um, you know, I could tell us a funny story, but Jim and I um, met at an April Fool's dance for oh, the tall really? club, so I think that's just, you know... at <laughs> the tall club. It, yeah. And, and You know, it's been a it's been really good um, Just relationship to start with, and then getting married and having children. And we just feel so blessed. We have grandchildren now, and um, we feel very, very fortunate that all of our children are going to church, and they're raising their children to be Christians, which I think that that's really saying something. Mm-hmm.
1: How old were you when you met? Uh, let's see. I think it was, um,
0: I was around 27.
2: Yeah, and I think I was about 26. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Um. So you mentioned church and you mentioned, you know, kids going to church and so forth. So obviously, you know, your Christian faith is important to you. Um, how did that get, how did you get started in that? I know you mentioned from a, like all your life going to church, but um, like um, was, how did it, when did it become meaningful to you or, um, you know, just how did you get started in Christianity, I guess?
0: Um, you know, I, I, like I said, my parents uh, just kind of uh, brought us there. And i got to say that at some point my dad kind of fell away, but, well, in part because he had a job that required him to work on Sundays. And he was in kind of put in a situation there in a church where he wasn't comfortable, and so he kind of you know, just grabbed onto the opportunity to, to get away. But, um, I think the seed was planted with, with me and my sisters. And so, um, and fortunately the church was like, I could cut through some yards and be there in five minutes from my house. So that was really, you know, um, I can't say I really had a strong relationship at that time with, with Jesus, but you know, it, uh, like I said, the "Seeds planted, and um, it you know, there are times where I kind of, you know, drifted away, especially when I was younger after you know college. But um, I always kept coming back, I guess, you know, maybe if, if at least once a month, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd be somewhere, but uh, you know, attending church. But um,
1: so what makes it attractive to you, like the Christian faith? Um, um, you know, I think it's
0: just, uh, having Christ, um, uh, helping you through those rough times and, um, and being there to kind of encourage you when you screw up, you know.
1: (laughs) Is there anything in particular that gives you confidence that it's true? Um, or is that something you've? Have you? Or do you ever think about that? Like, is it uh, historically true, and you know, faithful the Bible and so forth?
0: You know, there's so much more to it than than this. But um, I'm kind of kind of hooked onto apologetics. You know, our our uh, member Eddie Bowen from our oh, group, yeah. And uh, he he was, and I had actually had some apologetics uh, when I was at uh, Resurrection Lutheran Church. You know. And so it was something that really grabbed onto me, but it was just kind of like, you know, when you look at the complexity of the world and the um, and the way it operates, you just say, this just can't be an accident, you know. It's got to be, um, there's got to be a creator, you know. And um, as far as Jesus, you know, I think it's just been well documented. And, uh, you know, we have... A number of different um, authors who have uh, you know documented the life of Christ, and I think that's pretty uh, a pretty good indication you know that it's a truth
1: mm-hmm. all right well Sandy, what about yourself? How did you get started in Christianity?
2: I was so blessed. I had uh, two parents that attended church you know, every Sunday, my mom was in charge of the nursery for the, you know, like the three and four-year-olds at our church. And so we have five children in our family, and we were at church at eight o'clock to set up for Sunday school before we went to church at 8.30 in the morning. Five children, all in the car, all dressed, all in church by 8.30. That Mm -hmm. is really saying something about, you know, parents that, I mean, I can remember my dad going up and wrestling my brother out of bed, too, so he would be coming because he was the oldest. But, all of us went, all of us had, you know, a big meal after we got home, all of us attended Sunday school, and that that was a start. But when I got to college, I was so thankful for having a Bible study every week and having a church home, you know, even at Mizzou that I went to regularly. And as soon as I got to to St. Louis, I'm like, I'm looking for a church, and, you know, here's this church just like, you know, maybe five or six minutes away from my apartment, and and I just started going there, and that's where we got married, and that's where you know we we started out. And when we moved south, we found you know church down down here, and it's just always been a priority. And I think it's a good priority to have.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Attended Bible study throughout my entire life, and I think that really um, kind of helped steer our kids. And I look at our children now, and all of our children attend church, and. I don't think that happens very often. I think a lot of times that doesn't happen, but I think our being intentional has made them intentional. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, what about yourself like um what do you find attractive about christianity and and why and what gives you confidence that it's true?
2: Oh, you know, I just think you know every morning, I get up and I read my Bible study, and throughout the day, there's always something that comes up that just makes you realize that you're linking right back to what you've been reading. And I don't think that that's just a coincidence. I think that's because God is out there, and He is watching you, and He He is leading you where He wants you to go. So I I think that uh, having your your nose in the Bible and keeping it there is just the way to start the day, and it makes the day go so much smoother. Yeah.
1: So, um... Did either of you have an like a like I guess like a conversion experience so to speak, or from just earliest that you can remember, you just had a you know just seemed to naturally love God and and His ways and so forth. I don't know if it's
0: if it's a um, really conversion experience, but you know, um, really our our first church, um, you know, after we got married you know, I was just kind of looking for a place to go to on Sundays. Mm -hmm. You know, just kind of be there in the shadows, you know, maybe say hi to a few people and then just, you know, head on my way until next week, you know. But um, at some point there, we got invited to uh, be a part of a youth group. and, And then it really kind of hit me that, you know, this is more than just, you know something to do you know once once an hour i mean once a week you know one hour a week and um you know it really encouraged me to be a, you know be a part of the church instead of just uh going to church
1: mm-hmm. yeah
2: it's really good to be involved, and it's it's good to be involved with the youth because a lot of times people don't want to you know get real involved with the teenagers. But I look at our church right now, and we we're involved with Vacation Bible School, and a lot of people work during the week, and so they can't get off to you know be at Vacation Bible School. And I think at our current church, probably eighty percent of the workers for Vacation Bible School are the high school kids or the junior high school kids, oh, and yeah, yeah. they. Love it, and they're good at what they do. Yeah, you know they they are wonderful with the, the children, and and our grandchildren attend the vacation Bible school, and they know the songs, and they jump up and down, and they they can sing it louder than we can sing it. Mm-hmm. And it, I think, we can. This is how it should be. It should be a place where children are invited, that they get you know their hearts mm-hmm. on fire then, and I think it makes it that much easier for them to stay connected when they go through their teen years and then into college. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. um, Well, so you guys met at the April (laughs) Fool's Dance. Dance, And it it was like the tall person's um, dance. Tall club. club. St. Louis Tip 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 Toppers. toppers. Tip Toppers, okay. (laughs) And, um, and And you guys were both members of this club? Mm-hmm. okay wow i didn't hadn't heard of this so uh, <laughs> we really
0: didn't know each other i think you know we were both members of the club but didn't really know each other yeah. until at the dance we met and then uh, it just took off from there
1: <laughs> yeah so what kind of uh activities did a club like this have besides the dance did they do other things it's it just oh, a, yeah. kind of a social club type of thing
0: i'd say it's more of a of a singles group i mean they they had a few married couples in there and you know it wasn't required that you be single or anything just tall okay but uh how tall did you have to be um for men six foot two for women five foot ten and believe it or not there's a lot more men that meet that qualification than women
1: Mm -hmm. okay okay yeah they should have made an adjustment so that equal numbers maybe (laughs) (laughs) i don't know but uh
2: they, they had a lot of activities. So, like, there was they had a weekly volleyball team. And I was on the volleyball team, so I'd go and play volleyball once a week. And they they had all different kinds of activities. They would go camping. They would have um, weekends where you would go to like Chicago and, and get together with their tall club or all over. You know, it didn't have to just be there. Mm-hmm. Um, and they certainly they had you know happy hours at different places across St. Louis. Yeah.
1: Well, um, I guess one thing that's interesting to me is just relationships, like marriage relationship, but just any kind of, you know, relationships, because it seems so fundamental to just what it means to be human, to be connected. Um, So you, you guys might have, like, you know, things to say about that, what you've learned along the way, what you value, you know, um, in relationships, uh, how it works, how you nourish it, I don't know, so I guess um, maybe we'll just kind of talk about that somewhat, Um, just, you know, just off the bat, just any particular thoughts you have, you know, about... um, uh, you know, what's important to know when it comes to relationships, um, and I guess especially like the marriage relationship, like any kind of guiding principles or anything like that? I
0: think the biggest thing uh, in a marital relationship is commitment. And it's just a commitment that, you know, no matter what happens, we're going see it, to see it through. I mean, there's no, you know, you kind of th- these days hear this um, attitude of, you know, well, if it doesn't work out, you know, we can get divorced. Mm-hmm. And to me, that that word just isn't in my vo- vocabulary. And so, um, and then, uh, again, I think, um, you know, I think it uh, it's in, um, oh, what is it? Proverbs. I, no, it's not Proverbs. It's one of the other books. Anyhow, where it talks about uh, the three strands of rope oh, okay. make a um, mm-hmm. you know relationship stronger, and so you just got to have Jesus in the middle.
1: Okay, and then like commitment. So there is a lot of divorce, but um, it's so it's great to not let that be an option. And but then again, among those who are committed not to divorce, I wonder how many marriages are. Are like well, technically we're not divorced, but like our relationship, we've just kind of given up on it, and we're just going to technically stay married, but it's not like a relationship. You know right. what I mean? Right, I know what you mean. <laughs> so, is commitment more than just um, you know saying, "Well, we'll never get divorced"? <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, you're right. So, um, what do you mean by um, is there commitment? Is it more to it than than that? Um, Than just not divorce, or or was it? What's all involved in that?
2: You no, know, I I keep thinking back. Um, we go to Faith Lutheran Church right now, and they have a marriage retreat um, mm-hmm. every other year. And you go down to Branson, and you have a wonderful weekend. You can go out and you know have meals together and go see shows, and then you have speakers that come in and talk about healthy marriages. And they do. A wonderful job with that as far as just giving resources on how to, you know, help your marriage stay healthy. Mm -hmm. And they, every year, well, not every year, but one year they gave us a little jar that we came home and it's like, you know, 50 or 60 date night things. So you can go to the little, you know, the little uh, jar and pull out something and it'll say, go to the movies or go goofy golfing or, you know, watch a movie and so it gives you ideas of how to stay close mm-hmm. by just planning, you know, being intentional about planning time to get together and just go.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: you know, sometimes you get so busy when you have kids, you're going to, you know, baseball games here and you know, we had we had three in band and so we went to a lot of, you know, contests on the weekends and you have to support your kids. But you have to have time for yourselves too. So you need to kind of prioritize that to have, you know, we'd have family fun night, but we'd also have, you know, it's time for mom and dad to go and have a date night too. Yeah.
1: Is there anything in particular that you all, that you guys enjoy doing together um, besides just the random things, like any particular hobbies or sports or activities or anything that you? Camping. <laughs> yeah, oh, camping. Camping in a
2: camping in a very big way. Yeah. Oh, we okay. we were wow. really big tent campers and liked to go out and, you know and canoe, float on the rivers. Yeah. Like we would do that very, very frequently. okay um, And now now that we're a little bit older, we broke down and we got a little trailer so that we can sleep on a bed oh <laughs> but, like a
1: pop-up trailer or like a rv type of thing a or? teardrop
2: <laughs> a teardrop it's a little tiny thing it's just really a bed and flips up and there's a little kitchen back there oh that's but cute it is so much fun to just mm-hmm. it, it's easy you don't have to pack the car i mean yeah. everything's in the trailer so you just need to put your food in and
1: right. off you go yeah so you have like an outdoor kitchen in it kind of mm-hmm. right right that's neat
2: and we, we, we told the kids, okay, we'll babysit the kids four days a week, but Friday you're on your own because we're leaving to go <laughs> for the weekend. So we do that every weekend now. And now every we're trying weekend. to figure out, um, well, maybe we can do Friday and Mondays. <laughs> so we're just working it out. We're, we're down to having next year um, our two youngest uh, granddaughters will be both, both be in kindergarten. So we just have one little guy that will we'll be babysitting. And he goes to his other grandma's house, too. So um, we can we can say, okay, well, we're going to take off these days, and she just gets off work for those days and has him. So mm-hmm. we have we have some time built in for us to just be able to say, okay, we're going to go do what we want to do.
1: Right. Um, and where do you go with your teardrop? Oh,
2: my gosh. Um, I don't know if I want to tell everybody this, but Council Bluffs is just this wonderful place down south of Potosi, has a great beach. I've been
1: to the beach before.
2: Oh my gosh, the campsite's wonderful. Although Hmm. the last two years they've been having trouble with water uh, quality there, so you have to bring your own water in now. Hmm. Okay. I just love it. Really, really quiet, Mm -hmm. really good hiking trails, great Mm -hmm. beach. You can go down there and there's a lot of kayaks out there. You can go out and go fishing. Mm-hmm. Along the sides of the lakes, yeah, yeah, that's not. What neat. else do we like? Logger's yeah.
0: Lake is a favorite oh, of yeah. ours. This is a little to bit too. further away and it's more remote, mm-hmm. very remote actually. You know, but uh, we really enjoyed that place as well.
2: It's really quiet. Yeah, good, good. Yeah. Um, I think there's pretty good fishing down there, but there's also and there's also a little beach where you can go swimming. Good
1: hiking. Um, my son had a bachelor's party. It was kind of like a camping weekend type of thing recently. And we went to the log yard and it's on the current river down around Eminence. Ooh. Ooh. Might want to try it. Um, it's pretty, um, now it wasn't crowded there when we were there, but it was like rainy and cold that weekend too. <laughs> um, and it might be crowded when uh, when it's weather's nice. I'm not sure, but that's something maybe worth looking into. But So you just like to get out into the outdoors and spend time and it's just pretty leisurely mm-hmm. and like hiking and canoeing and just stuff like that. Huh? Right.
2: Outdoor cooking.
1: Yeah. Outdoor cooking.
2: Yeah. Hanging with the dog. Uh, and
0: <laughs> we like to, you know, in between, you know, maybe swimming and other hiking and stuff, we like to read a book or, or um, we've listened to some of these uh, books on CD Mm-hmm. And so that's while we're driving, thing. okay. Driving or just sitting,
2: sitting yeah, around just sitting at the, at the right. campsite.
1: So it's not. So you're when you're reading a book or something, it's, you're doing it together, mm-hmm. right? Okay, cool. That sounds really nice. Um, and then you can just pull your little teardrop with like a car, <laughs> or do you have to have a truck and
2: so. oh, okay. a van. minivan? Right a now, mini-van.
1: a minivan. Okay.
2: Yeah. And then the dog can stay in the van, and you know, that makes it really easy. You don't have any dog hair you have to clean up.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, this teardrop is, is small enough that, uh, and we got a fairly good sized dog, about a 90 pound dog. So, oh, okay. There's really so, not space. T- <laughs> right. It's big enough for two, but not for three. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right. Which also means, you know, we don't have to worry about grandkids staying along.
2: <laughs> oh, I know. I have to really laugh. When we got this, they're all like, oh. <gasps> Oh, Grandma, can we come and go with you? And we're like, you know, there's not enough room in here for all of you to sleep in here. We can't do that.
1: Yeah. But they
2: can come and sleep in their parents' tents.
1: <laughs> right. So, yeah, people could come along, but they would just need to camp, tent camp and stuff. Yeah. And that's what you did for a, a good while, just tent camp and stuff mm-hmm. like that.
0: Yeah, we were involved quite a bit in the, uh, in the Boy Scouts and uh, and the Scouts also had a program called Venturing, which we were able to get our daughter involved in. And so, um, um, I've made three trips up to, um, to Philmont, um, Scout Ranch in New Mexico.
1: Hmm.
0: And, um, and Sandy's made two I've trips. i
1: Okay.
0: And so <laughs> we've been there with each of the kids, uh, you know, on, um. I think the one with Robbie he was actually in a different group, but we were there at the same time, so he was able to um to join our group on the on the last day and and just uh come into into the base camp mm-hmm. with us that day but hmm. uh, cool. been an important part of our um of the activities that we had with the kids was camping
2: and and all of them like to camp now they they all yeah. enjoy it and We'll, we'll take everybody out. We'll all go out and camp. Mm-hmm. It's, it's fun. Sometimes yeah. it's a little crazy, but it's mostly fun.
1: <laughs> yeah. When we had young kids, um, we would camp sometimes, but I always thought, this is so much work, <laughs> like um, getting it all together and then coming home and having to clean everything up and stuff like that. It you know?
0: really is. I mean, <laughs> And, you know, having the teardrop has simplified that a bit. I mean, not having to... Uh, reset up and dry out a tent, you know, from a vulnerable wet weekend or something like that is kind of nice, but yeah. uh,
1: now that um the kids are older, we enjoy backpacking mm-hmm. and that's that's fun and that's kind of minimalistic and some you do have to get come home and spread your gear out and dry it out and stuff like that, but it's all pretty light the whole idea, you know, is minimal, you know, so you're not carrying a lot of weight.
0: I'd like to do that again. I mean, Again, that's what Philmont was about. Uh, we also went up to uh, Minnesota boundary waters and that's that's all just you know, carrying a tent and all your gear and food around in a in a canoe and just camping,
1: you know, in a different spot every night. Well we'll have to talk because I plan on hiking sections of the Ozark Trail. Um oh, shit. I'm sorry. That's okay. It happens to me too. I got my phone with me.
0: I meant to turn that off. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, it's not a problem. Say anything? If you need to get anything, you can.
2: I think it'll be okay. What? Yeah, okay. it'll be okay. Yeah. Um. Oh, I know what I was going to tell you about with going up to the Boundary Waters. It is so beautiful up there, and we've taken all the kids up there to go camping. But you just. You go from lake to lake to lake, and you hike from one lake to the next lake mm-hmm. down paths. And it's so remote. You can go fishing, so you can have fresh fish for meals. And the best part is, is if you go during the summer, you can see the northern lights at yeah. nighttime. And where's the boundary water set? It's between Canada and the United States. Okay. And if, if I was going to give a shout to, out to anybody, I would say, check out Seagull Outfitters. And you, you what is the... um is that road that you go up to the gunflint trail the, the gunflint trail the gunflint okay. trail and yeah we'll give you a contact information for that because it's just wonderful up there you can call ahead you know reserve your canoes mm-hmm. they have everything you know pretty much ready to go and you can get your equipment there if you don't have equipment they'll, mm-hmm. they'll rent you the equipment that you need, you need
1: what's to. the best time of the year
2: to go up there
0: um we've always been there in um In the summer, you know, from June through August, Um, Sandy's uh, brother likes to go up there in uh, September September. or even October Mm -hmm. um, just because it's just, it's it's Mm -hmm. just totally, um, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, abandoned. Otherwise, you know, nobody else is up there. So if you really want something remote, that's the time of year to go. But it also is pretty chilly that time of year.
1: Do you have you guys gone to Colorado?
2: Oh, yes. Yes, yeah.
1: I went for the first time this year with my kids, and it was just amazing being up in the mountains. I'd never been up in the Rocky Mountains before. But, um, what do you enjoy doing in Colorado? We have or, a
2: son and daughter-in-law that live in Denver. Oh, okay. So we go out there and visit with their—they have two young boys. I see. So we just come back from there not too long ago. Yeah,
0: we, we like to go hiking. You know, there's some, some good trails not far out of Denver, you know, in the foothills. And then um, we've been ca- camping once uh, when your uh, uh, sister and brother-in-law lived in Denver, and that was that was pretty neat. We haven't been back back to camping again up there, but I'd like to do it again sometime. And then uh, snow skiing. Oh, oh yeah. You guys, are, yeah.
1: I've never done that snow skiing. Huh? Oh,
2: you'll like that. You'll okay. like that a lot. And there, uh-huh. there's a lake up there called Pearl Lake,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and that is just, it's just this pristine little lake out in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And... That was so much fun to go to go there. My my sister, my my brother in law is really big into fisheries and wildlife. He, that's his that's his you know career. So he knew all the places to go. Like he'd just go out and go up the stream, and he'd be catching you know rainbow trout for breakfast, and just you know, oh my gosh, it's it's just wonderful when you have somebody that's really gifted with that kind of talent to mm-hmm. come with you, and then you can learn an awful lot about fishing and. Yeah. He knows how to cook everything so that it just tastes wonderful when you're outside.
1: Yeah. That'd be neat to be able to cook right on the bank of whatever you know. The lake, yeah. Right. Without having a whole lot of trouble, you know, doing it in a simple way, you know.
2: Frying pan, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> that's fun.
1: Um, well, that's really, I can see how that could be really helpful in a relationship to have something that you both enjoy doing together, you know. Um, I guess, um, you know, so you guys obviously have some similarities. You enjoy that together. Are there any kind of differences that are um, challenging, um, you know, that you have to kind of deal with in your marriage relationship?
0: Well, I'm kind of a numbers guy, and, she, and she's not a <laughs> no, not,
2: not a numbers girl. <laughs> yeah, it works out really good. He he takes care of all the books. Yeah, that that really really works well.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I think she's kind of more of a free spirit. I think you know, and I'm kind of like you know, kind of by the numbers, you know, or by the right. instru- you know, here's what the instructions say. Let's do it. <laughs> and she's <laughs> like.
1: Uh, we don't have this. Let's try this. You know, <laughs> sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> right? Yeah, I can see that in uh, occupational therapists. Like that's more of an art. It seems like um, something that you have to kind of intuitive your in, your way through it, perhaps, and stuff like that.
2: It's been a very very good career for me. Mm-hmm. I, I um, had. The good fortune to take the um, hand certification test and pass that. So did a lot with splinting and taking care of people that had pretty complex injuries. Worked in the burn unit for a long period of time at at St. John's and um, taught for a good long while. And ended up my career doing home health, which is the biggest challenge ever because when you do home health, you've got what they've got in their house. You don't have everything else. And so you have to use you're, you know, you you have to really work hard to make sure someone's going to be safe at home, particularly after they've had a surgery and they have wounds. They have to be in a pretty clean place. And if they're not, it's going to get infected and it's not going to go well. So um, a lot of times you just really had to work very closely with the family and and if there was family, and if there wasn't family, then you need to get resources pretty quickly so that they would be successful at home. Because you only get like two or three visits, that's it. Hmm. So if you can't you can't fix it in two or three visits, you better be letting the doctor know really quickly mm-hmm. that um, they need to follow up much more closely or they're going to have a failed surgery.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so you guys might have never deal with this, um, but I know in some marriages they might um, a couple might feel like well I'm you know you met you were sp- speaking a commitment like well I'm there on my side committed and so forth but like the other person seems to have lost interest um, it's not really you know when it comes to the marriage relationship doesn't seem to be committed it's just kind of um, going their own way or whatever um, do you have any thoughts about um, you know, doing well in a marriage where um, it feels like you're on your own a little bit, or I don't know. Just any thoughts about that?
0: I don't know. You know, just because even though you're 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 uh, one in in many ways, you're still two individuals, and so you kind of got to realize that you can't always have your way. You know, that uh-huh. there are things. First of all, you, you got to decide what really is important to you, and sometimes um, you, you just got to realize that, hey, you know, I don't have to win on this particular battle. You know, there's always going to be those struggles, and uh, and we've been through we've been through them, um, yeah, just like any other any other couple. But um, you know, um, it really has worked out pretty well for us. Yeah.
2: It really has. And, you know, I think really just making that commitment that you're going to spend time together and work it out. You know, I think that's the biggest thing you need to... I mean, we've had some real challenges during our marriage. We've had, you know, a young one come to live with us when she lost both of her parents, who had, you know, a very strong, you know, opinion about what she was going to do and what she wasn't going to do. But, you know, you have to say, okay, these are what the boundaries are. This is what you need to do. And... You need to stand as a team to say this is how we're going to go forward from this, and it can't affect the whole family. You have to, you know, say this is what the rules are, and if if these are not going to be followed, then let's figure out what we can do to put you in a safe situation where you can where you can feel like you're, you know, able to yeah. to do what you need to do. So this was a child who was orphaned. Yeah, both of her parents died. Her parents Our, died.
0: Actually, her niece.
2: Yeah. Yeah, my, my oh, sister, it's your niece, yeah, I see. My sister and her, her um, husband, you know, my sister died in May, right? And then my my um, brother-in-law died in October. Hmm. And so then we had this teenage girl that didn't want to be with us down in St. Louis from Chicago. Hmm. Um, and, you know, we, we learned a lot from that, but she has flourished now, too. She is, she's doing great. How long yeah. was she with you?
1: About three years. Yeah. Three years, okay.
0: Yeah, just just starting high school at the time and struggling with you know scholastically and um, and so it was a struggle for us. It was a little scary, I think, for us because we had three very young children at the time, and uh, and they kind of looked looked up to her and <laughs> not that she always looked looked uh, you know favorably upon them. But um, anyhow, it was just kind of like, oh, how is this going to work out, you know. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. uh, yeah,
1: we so, have were, rules. <laughs> so were you all part of the foster system at that time? No, no. No, okay, no, no just, this, family. This just, just family. It's just family.
2: I see. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. So,
0: yes, yeah, it was kind of like, yeah, like Sandy said, mother died, you know, her Sandy's sister died in uh, in May or June. And then, um, the um, brother in law was an alcoholic, and so he was. You know, having troubles dealing with her, and he was working full time, so he was having trouble just kind of keeping tabs on her. And then um, we kind of convinced him in in uh, August, you know, to have her come down to live with us. Oh, and and just prior to that, just prior to um, Linda moving in with us, um, her dad was diagnosed with uh, colorectal cancer as a result of the alcoholism, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, that's kind of how we got to that point.
1: Mm-hmm. And she was with you until she... You graduated. Graduated?
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, and she never really graduated, but uh, that's But she was
1: 18, <laughs> and yeah. then she could just go off on her own at yeah. that
2: point. I'm glad and she she got her well. GED. She got okay. her GED and, right. you know, mm-hmm. went on to... She has a good career now. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. She had a uh you know a teenage pregnancy there in her uh junior year, so that created more challenges but again, it really worked out
1: mm-hmm.
2: yeah god has was God has been with us through all of that and um you know by the grace of God both of the both my niece and her and her boyfriend decided that it would be best if the baby was adopted, and the baby's come back she's all grown up now and uh she was with a really loving family, hmm. and she's got her own family now. She's got a little boy, so it's, okay. it's wow. gone kind of gone full circle. And you know, sometimes when you feel like you can't do everything, sometimes God just steps in and does the exact right thing for you mm-hmm. to get you everyone where they need to be. You know, and,
1: and, and it sounds like like being a, a team is like really important when going through things like that. Like. Um, kind of being on each other's side and together on it.
0: I'd say the strength of a family is in the strength of the relationship between the husband and wife. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the
1: most important part, you know. So um, what helps with that? Um, Like, is there a day in, day out type of things that, um, routines or just habits or practices or anything that, kind of help you guys stay uh, connected and like that? Um,
2: You know, I think um, we do Bible study. Like, before we go to bed at night, we always read for a little bit in the Bible. Hmm. And at mealtime, you know, we're teaching our kids. We're teaching all the grandchildren that are over. We say prayers at at mealtimes. Mm -hmm. And it's they're really kind of cute now. They they go to Vacation Bible School and they come home with these little tapes, you know, with songs on them. And they're really excited if you'll put those on. They'll they'll sing and dance with the music from, you know, Vacation Bible School. That's the perfect way to get them really thinking about Jesus on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. And we we definitely do, I don't know if we go to the library. We think it's really important to read with the kids mm-hmm. and and spend that time with them, you know. Get them on your lap and let them know that they're loved and that you want to spend time with them and that you really value what they want to get. You take them to the library. They can pick out their own books. Sometimes they get some crazy books and you're like, well, we're going to put that one up and we're not probably going to read that one. But, you know, mm-hmm. um, it, it's good. It's good for them to know that that's, that's what we we do and that's what we want them to do when, they're, when their kids are growing up.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, as far as, you know... Uh, when we had kids, I think one important thing was mealtime, you know, having a mealtime with everybody there. And um, that was important. And then just being involved in the kids' activities, um, you know, uh, we were involved in CYC, you know, baseball and soccer. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just being a part of, um, you know, the coaching and then scouts being involved in in that, showing up for the meetings, you know, with the kids, and um, the marching band being one of the band parents. And, you know, the funny thing was is that, you know, after our last one graduated from high school, you know, I started to reflect back on it. And I said, you know, Where were all these scary teenage years? You know that uh, you know that you hear about. What happened to them? Because we didn't experience them, and you know it's kind of like even in college. You know, kids felt very comfortable. You know, being around us and their friends, and it's like, wow, Mm -hmm. this is neat.
2: And they and it's interesting that um, they took on roles as RAs on their floors. They were part of what helped other young young college-age students be successful at, at the schools that they went to. Mm-hmm. And I don't think everybody, you know, signs up for that. Right. I think they think, you know, let's go out and party or whatever. But they all have just taken on leadership roles that were amazed to see yeah. what they do. And they're all successful kids.
1: So are all your grandkids local? No. Oh, some of them are, are out of, out of state. Two Den- are out in That's Denver. That's right, Denver. Two are out in Denver. How do you stay connected? So we have some in Texas. hmm Others are real local, like in the subdivision, you know? <laughs> that's um, real easy. Yeah, and that's really nice, too. And then we have um, one grandchild who's not very far, but down in the country around Lesterville area. You know. <laughs> but um, how do you stay um, connected with grandkids who are like in Denver, you know, like that far? And, you know, we don't see ours a whole real very often and stuff.
0: We probably see them about what, what would you say, maybe three or four times a year, just okay. either traveling out there pretty or often, them yeah. coming to St. Louis. Okay. And so, um, you know, and then other than that, I'd say just uh, through phone calls. I know FaceTime and all this kind of stuff is out there. Occasionally we have these, um, oh, uh, what are they, uh, video calls, I guess. Mm-hmm. But, okay. um,
2: and we'll get everybody on the phone. So that all all three of the families are talking together.
1: Okay. When you're doing phone calls.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Sometimes. I mean, sometimes just us, but probably like especially holidays, you know. Mm -hmm. Somebody calls while everybody here in St. Louis is together and maybe the group in Denver is Mm -hmm. on the other end and the phone here just gets kind of passed around, you know.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Sounds
0: neat. And
2: the grandkids get to see each other. They like to, you know, they want to be part of it. They want to see what their, you know, cousins are doing. Right, yeah. And then, and then we also do, you know, just kind of fun things like our, our kids on Christmas, they always get pajamas for all the grandkids. So all the ki- grandkids have matching pajamas for Christmas. You oh, know? yeah. And, they, and it's, it's a big deal. Let me tell you, it's a big deal. <laughs> you know, if you lose that pajama top or that pajama bottom, you're looking until you find that, you know. But they all, they all have a really good time playing with each other. And we make time to sit down and play games with them. You know, we we want them to know that we're really interested in what they're doing. And we want to, you know, sometimes these games, I'm like, I don't even know what I'm doing here, you know. But um, it's important for us to learn what they think is really important, you know. Hmm. We take that time to yeah. monkey around with them.
1: So you mentioned that, you know, you have you guys have had to work through struggles in your relationship and you mentioned the one where you took in the young person and stuff like that and you had to be a team any other particular struggles that come to mind that you know you want to that you feel okay with just you know bringing up and kind of explaining what happened or what you learned through it and that type of thing
2: thinking of anything <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, boy everything
0: seems to, in comparison to that seems to...
2: I know it's kind of small Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, just sometimes you just feel like you're overcommitted, like you're working, you're going in too many directions at one time. But it, it's interesting, I think, just having some set rules, like, this is the night we're going to clean the house, everybody's going to do their part. You know, just making sure that the things that you're getting the bases covered, that you need to get covered, mm-hmm. so that you can go out and enjoy the time on the weekend when you want to go out and do the fun things. But right sometimes you're really going in a lot of different directions because band, that's like an every-night kind of thing. You're going to pick up kids after band practice and getting them there for Friday night, and then they have contests on Saturday and church on Sunday. I mean, sometimes you feel like you're really moving in a lot of different directions. Mm-hmm. And it takes everybody to say, okay, Thursday night's the night. We're going to clean the house, and we're going to get everything taken care of.
1: You know, Right.
0: I, I tell people, you know, when they're, you know, you know, just infants, that's actually the easy part, you know <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, you think, oh, diaper changes and, you know, feeding every you know, two or four hours, you know but actually you know, in a lot of respects it gets, you know it gets a lot more Um, um it gets a lot busier as they get older
1: Yeah, so um, I know I mean, I think in some marriage relationships a thing that kind of comes in that people deal with that can be really hard in a relationship might be some kind of addiction like um, alcohol or like even like being addicted to a phone or going to the casino or whatever, you know, just something that can be really difficult on a relationship and you guys may not have not have had to deal with anything like that. But do you have any um, thoughts about, um, I don't know, like being committed through that or responding to it or anything like that? And if you don't, that's fine. It might not be something you've ever had to think through or and so forth.
0: Well, you know, when, when Linda came to live with, with us, we kind of realized that uh, we needed to kind of get the alcohol out of the house for a hmm. while. So okay. we... Okay. That was one commitment we made. I guess I still had my opportunities to head down to, um, you know, on Monday nights to, um, um, I, I was, I was um, with the Shriners, active in the Shriners for a while. and okay. So I got I could do that on Monday nights and, you know, grab a beer with the guys, and that was pretty good. But yeah. uh, um, <clears throat> that was one commitment that we made there.
2: Yeah, and sometimes you just have to say, you know, for the good of the family we need to just not have that stuff available mm-hmm. and and it just wasn't available mm-hmm. cuz you, you don't want to be the source of where they're getting you know alcohol to get get into an accident you know mm-hmm. they don't need to do that kind of stuff right not on not on our time and we knew how much money you know they were getting for allowance and knew that that would not you know th- we were around enough so that we knew if they were at the football game, we had their eyes. We we knew where they were at. We knew what they were up to, you know. Yeah. And you know, by the grace of God we made it, you know, we did. Mm-hmm. And even though we went through tough times, even the tough times make a family closer. Mm-hmm.
0: But it's spending that time together too that you you kind of realize when you can kinda of give them a little bit more rope. And I think that's important, too, is mm-hmm. you have to let them grow. You have to let them be out there on their own. And, you know, certainly, you know, there are times where you can you can be um, active with them. But, you know, um, you got to say, hey, they're going on a date tonight. I'm not going to worry about, you know, about them because I know that, uh, you know, they've got a good foundation. And, uh, you know, I know that. People are going to screw up every now and then, and that's okay too, you know. But mm-hmm. um, yeah.
1: Well, um, do you have any um, thoughts about uh, well, for well, first of all, I didn't ask you about this, but did anything impact you when you were? young or growing up along the way? Any particular books or any particular people or experiences that really kind of made an impact on your life to shape you, to make you who you are today or anything like that?
2: You know what? My my family, uh, you know, we did not have very much. We had five kids in the family. Mm-hmm. And every Saturday morning, I think, you know, when I think about this, I think my mom and dad had this plan so that they could do some grocery shopping. And we went to the library every Saturday, got books from the library, went to story hour. They had a story hour there on Saturday morning, mm-hmm. and we would walk. It was like a 25-minute walk from our house all the way across town to go to the library, and we would spend the entire morning at the library, get new books, and then we would walk back home. All, hmm. the, all the kids would do that, uh-huh. you know? And obviously, you know, my, my sister and brother were probably in junior high or high school by then that they were walking with the little ones to go there. But that that made a big impression on me that it was important for us to get books and to be, read, you know, we read with our parents, we read on our own, mm-hmm. and we really liked that. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was, um, uh, you know, a good time for us to to learn about different books that we wouldn't typically go and get Mm-hmm. you know cuz when we would go to story hour they would have just a wide variety of things and that that you know having that opportunity to be kind of independent and go and do something mm-hmm. with a family um, on a on a routine basis that helped us grow up mm-hmm. you know like I mean, we knew how to behave. We were not being, you know, hooligans out there. Mm-hmm. And because, you know, there were so many people from our church, if we were being hooligans out there, it got back to my mom and dad really quick, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, it was, It. I think it's good to let your kids, you know, get involved in activities and have chances to go out and, and be independent. And, and, you know, nine times out of ten, they're going to do the right thing, mm-hmm. you know? And if they don't do the right thing, you don't have to be really mean about it. Just take one privilege away. You know, you don't have to have somebody be grounded for two weeks or whatever. You know, right. just do something small to let them know that, yeah, we need yeah. we expect you to do this. You know? Sounds
1: very reasonable. Yeah. Yeah. Any particular thing, in, like impacts on you that have shaped your personality or character or anything? Um,
0: you know, I can't think of anything that really stands out just a a few different little things like, you know, I remember, um, you know, uh, the YMCA, um, we were involved in a couple different ways in that. And one was, uh, just, uh, summer camps, you know, kids summer camps. And that was just a lot of fun and getting out and, um, um, and then getting together with family. Um, I mean, not, not just with, uh, with our our own family, but with um, uh, my um, my dad's uh, brother and his family, you know, uh, just having these um, uh, family uh, uh, get-togethers at the Y camp, and uh, it was just really neat. Um, you know, I guess as far as people uh, outside the family that kind of influenced me was, uh, um, I became. Active in an organization, a youth organization called demolay i don 't know if you've heard of it or not I have yeah yeah and uh, and there were just some fantastic uh, you know uh, men there, advisors that kind of helped helped me through difficult time there in my teenage years as i because I really struggled as a teenager um, just uh, I was a pretty skinny skinny kid and just easily picked on you know and so uh, it really kind of hit my self-esteem pretty hard Mm -hmm. so just being involved in a group like that and Mm -hmm. uh Mm -hmm. and getting some support from these men
1: was just meant a lot to me Hmm. yeah i could see that well um anything else that we should talk about that's just on your mind or minds that before you know, I, I guess one final question I want, was going to ask is just, you know, what do you see the f- future? Is anything like in your minds as far as like um, um, this is what you want that your the next ten years to look like? But um, but before that, is there just anything else that you know we haven't brought up that we should that you know that you'd like to topics you'd like to talk about here before we go on to that final
2: question? You know, I guess I look forward to just um, being able to retire and spend more time doing a little bit more traveling and mm-hmm. just got our passports, so we're starting to think about, you know, we can go a little bit outside of the country and oh, do yeah. some things that we haven't done before. Yeah. And, I, you know, it's really been, it's fun watching our grandkids. We love taking care of our grandkids, but I think we also are kind of looking forward to having just some time to go and do some traveling. Traveling, some know. longer trips. Yeah.
0: Right. Because with the teardrop right now, we've pretty much been stuck with just, uh, pretty much, you know, staying within maybe a 200 mile radius of St. Louis. Mm -hmm. And, uh, even that's a little bit far, mostly closer than that. But, (laughs) yeah. um,
1: Well, we're in, you're fortunate you're in a pretty state. You know, Missouri's nice. And Illinois, (laughs) southern Illinois is pretty too.
0: But we want to get another trip out to the, uh, uh, north carolina we have some family out there and uh and then we have a lot of family out kind of in just different parts out west you know denver my sisters in reno uh we Portland. Got, yeah nice and in, in oregon and uh you've got a sister in uh southern utah so mm-hmm. it's these are all places that we want to kind of get out and those those require a little bit longer you know uh, time period especially if you
1: want to drive mm-hmm. so um, right so yeah. you'd like to do more traveling here in the next right few mm-hmm. years you know like with a, a teardrop um, are you allowed to park that in on your driveway in the off season where you live or do you have to put it in a garage or pay for storage or it's in the garage in a garage yeah. that's one of the
0: nice things about a About that type, you know, because most trailers you cannot fit into a garage. You're just too tall. Mm -hmm. But this is something you actually fit in there. And, frankly, we would not be able to leave it, you know, outside. Yeah. At at least for an extended period of time.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, uh, Jim and Sandy, it's been nice getting to know you, Sandy, and just getting to know you better, Jim. And um, thanks for being guest on my podcast i think it was a nice conversation so i appreciate it thank you thank you